Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. And welcome, welcome, welcome to Bookability. I hope you guys are excited to be here. Um, I am Mika, and for those of you who don't know me, and I am an avid reader, and Bookability is kind of my uh, my way of have, of honestly getting friends together to talk about books on an official <laughs> on an official status. So I'm very excited that all of you are here tonight, and we're gonna have a lot of fun. So, and Linda is my host tonight, and thank you, Jane, for having us in Clubhouse and streaming and everything. Um, so I'm really really excited because. We've got a very, very fun topic. Before I announce what that topic is, though, I gave this call a challenge the last time that we met, which I believe was in June, um, right before the convention, the in-person convention. And, and our challenge was that we were going to begin kind of an alphabet card and that we would read books um, that corresponded to, of course, letters of the alphabet and you could just put A and you could put, you know, that you read like aardvarks in Vegas or whatever. And you don't have, and you didn't have to do it in order. So I make, I made this a very easy peasy challenge. And the light goal is to try to get through your card before the end of the year. Um, but there's never any pressure and um, we want you to have fun with it. So if any of you have read any books that I want you to tell me what letter it corresponds to in the alphabet. And I also want you to tell us a little bit of what, of what it was about. Um, Jeanette, so, has uh, her, Jeanette has her hand raised. Hello, Jeanette. Hello, Mika. And I have to be a brat. Um, did you get the two sets of notes yes thank you thank you thank okay. you okay the second one i was a little disappointed in me i just didn't know what to do but oh you're um, amazing and i appreciate but, you but you need i'm gonna send you an email because i'm not gonna be here in august so okay. you and i should talk about how i can do that after the fact because i'm okay. happy to come back and do it now for books um, I can't tell you all of them because I'm sitting in a different file ready to take notes, but I have done six. I did the some fr some the chocolate and I I left out the word chocolate because I have about six books that have the word chocolate in it. But one is F for frog frame up Ooh. and one is cat caper. So those are two, and basically what they are is they are murders that happen surrounding incidences that have to deal with something that happened at this very famous chocolate um, um, uh, place where they make chocolates for people, for service industry, for weddings, for you name it. And oh, wow. Let's Have a Sleepover is a kid's book. And um, there are a couple more, but uh, my total right now is six. I have an Holy F, smokes. an <laughs> L. Oh, man, I, I just, I, I don't know. I've been in a reading frenzy lately. I love so. it. I love it. Thank you, Jeanette. Lucy? All right, Lucy, what you got for me? Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Well, we've got A, B, C, D, L, S, P, T. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I just don't know. I, I, I don't know because I, I don't remember. Um, oh, M. Yeah. Okay. okay. So. I don't know which one you want. I don't know. Um, oh, just tell me one. Just tell me. Just give us one with the letter. Okay, that you uh, did. Um. Uh, the lies we told was a a really uh no wait wait which one do I want to talk about? Hold on, what is it? 
Oh, I, I know. There are good reads right now. <laughs> Time travel for money or for love or profit. It was Ooh. really good by um, Sarah. Sarah Riviere, I think her name is. And it's actually uh, kind of like for junior high or, or older readers. And it's really, really good. It's about this, this girl. She's kind of a geek. And she's super, super smart. She's like a, a, a child prodigy. And she is not, you know, very attractive. And she's always putting herself down for her looks and everything. And so she has this best friend in her freshman year. And all of a sudden, her best friend starts hanging around with other girls. And she just, like, snubs her nose at her. <clears throat> and um, I can't remember the girl's name now, but she doesn't know why. And so she is so upset by this that she decides to develop an app for time travel and go back and do her freshman year over. And it is so funny, hilarious, the trouble she gets into. She ends up doing her freshman year over about 10 times. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> She's stuck in this loop and she can't get out. <laughs> Oh my word! And, uh, yeah, it's really cute. You need to read it. It's called "Time Travel for for Love or Profit." <laughs> okay, thank you so much, Lucy. Oh yeah. Now we have Sue Ellen. All right, hello, Sue Ellen. Well, I'm still on my book vacation in Louisiana, but I have managed, while being there, to to get M. And H, and now I'm working on C. Um, um, I am um, right now reading Cold-Blooded, which is the second book in Lisa Jackson's New Orleans series. Oh, I read that book. Oh, my gosh. I this read that is book. creepy. I think I know yes. who the killer is. I have a feeling I've read this book before. But I'm not clear enough on it to give it up. Although I am going to put it aside when the misfortune book drops uh, later tonight. Because now I've I've read the first one in that series as well. The night before. Oh, actually, hot blooded is the first one. Of oh, hot blooded! Oh my god. Yeah, and I read that. That's my H book. <laughs> Those are okay. good. <laughs> they really are. Good. They are. Yeah, they they are pretty intense. I think even in both books, there's a lot of hot-blooded people running around. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lisa Jackson, I can't really read a lot of her stuff anymore, but I she never uh she never she had a scene in her book that was so visceral that I can never listen to um to uh Def Leopards pour some sugar on me anymore <laughs> because of a scene in one of her books. But I haven't run across that scene. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you do, you'll know you'll know exactly what I mean. But she is a wonderful author. And so you're reading cold blooded, you read hot blooded. And what was your M book? Because I'm nosy. My M book was Midnight Collar by um Leslie Tetler. Um that's also that's the first book in a series called Chasing Evil. Um, Midnight Collar. Okay. Yeah, the second book in the series is Midnight Fear, but I haven't decided if I'm going to actually read that. It sounds okay. like that may be one of those kind of series where it's just the characters' names have been changed and it's put in a different setting. Got it. Gotcha. Um, is it worth me asking how to spell some of these authors' names? And I just put them, just try your best and then I'll correct them. <laughs> That's what I wanted to know. Thank um, you. Of course. All right. You know, but I thought I'd be reading a lot more than I was, but I was very involved with convention. And about the same time, I got the job offer. So there's been a lot of stuff going on with getting ready for that. Of course. Well, I'm sure things will settle and get it all into its right places and your routine will be back. You know, you'll get your routine down and then you'll be reading like a fiend. So absolutely. <laughs> Plus, I'm learning oh, a new neat. iPhone. <laughs> of course. All right. If anyone else would like to talk about what books they read according to the um, alphabet, you're welcome to raise your hand. If you have not tried that challenge yet, 
You can also raise your hand if you just want to talk about a book that you're currently reading or have read in the past. And I will tell you what I have read because there's been a couple and there's, I think there's a little bit more than what I have on this list. Um, there's obviously a theme here. And uh, remember that this is a judgment-free zone, particularly for your facilitator. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I've been, I've been reading I've been reading, basically, they're called Why Choose Romances. So, like, instead of just one romantic interest, there's, like, four. Um, and, and somehow they all end up in a relationship together. And you know it's fiction because there's not a whole lot of, like, arguing and fighting amongst all of them. So, um, so the first one um, for D or for M is The Monster's Den, um, which is by Jillian West. And that one was really, really fun. Um, someone finds themselves in a whole heap of trouble and there are like, sh- and they find themselves uh, pretty much like dating a few, a few people. And there's also um, a suspense element to the book as well. Um, and then I read plus two by Jillian, by Jillian West, which was also another one of those kind of why choose. And, oh, here's the one I originally was going to talk about that I forgot. So um, the other one is called, for those of you who like uh, kind of romantic suspense, um, is called Deserving Alaska, and that's for D. Um, And that is by Susan Stoker. And Susan Stoker writes, um, she writes a lot of military romances so either her here and they're all like in these interconnected series so she's been writing since 2014 i think she's got like 75 books out now um and this one and this one in particular is really great because it's about a a a girl who was kind of she was pretty kind of plain basically like all through high school and um she was really good friends with someone who always kind of made her feel special. He went to the military and she ended up a few years later, kind of um, going to help him get back on his feet after a really horrible injury. Um, And then he ends up having to save her. So they basically in her books, she typically has her characters save each other. And um, he has built this place called the refuge, which is a place where, people who have experienced some kind of um, some kind of trauma um, is able to go and there's like a psychologist on staff and um, and it's all like in nature and um, they have, and it's just, it's just really great. It's a really great premise. And I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan of Susan Stoker. So that one is called deserving Alaska. All right. Any more hands there, Linda? Uh huh. Nine seven zero. Would you please unmute? Tell us who you are. Area code nine seven zero. Hi, my name's Estelle. I'm kind of new to the group. Uh, I've been meaning to get to call in, and it just never seems to work. But I'm here tonight. I I didn't know about your alphabet challenge, but uh, I can give you some names of the some books I've read recently that I think Please are do. really good. Please okay. do. Okay, uh, and if you've already heard or talked about them, you can tell me, and I'll go on. <laughs> uh, one of them, uh, Project Hail Mary. Are you all familiar with that? Is that by Andy Weir? Andy yes. Weir? That-, that is an amazing book. I've yeah, not read it yet, I, I, but I've heard it's very good. It's it's got some science in it and some science fiction, but you don't have to know any science and you don't have to be a science fiction fan. The story is just great. It's so entertaining and it's so exciting and he's trying to save the world and uh but it it's a great book and I think most people would enjoy it. The last two books that I've read are kind of in a different genre. Uh, One is called The Book of Joy, and that is a conversation between the Dalai Lama and um, uh, Archbishop Desmond Tutu. And there's a a fellow, his name is Douglas 
uh, I can't remember his last name, who interviews them, and the book is just just wonderful if you're into any any kinds of things like that. It's I thought it was great, and then I followed that up with a book called the the Book of Hope, which is about the same interviewer and Abrams, Douglas Abrams is his name, and he's interviewing Jane Goodall. I think that's her name. Oh, wow. Uh, and it's a wonderful book. Uh, she's in her late 80s now and has had such a fantastic and interesting and wonderful life helping the environment and teaching kids and things like that. And I, I was really fascinated with both of those books. Thank you. Thank you so much, Estelle. And first off, welcome. Welcome to the group. We're really fun and laid back and um, we read, we're, we are not a book club per se, but we like to come together and talk about books and different book topics. So please, please come back. We meet on the second and fourth Mondays of the month. Um, and so we'd love to have you, we'd love to have you come back. Great. Thank you. I've, I've belonged to five or six different book clubs right now, and, and I am definitely addicted, but I, okay. I just love it. <laughs> Thank you. Of course. You're very welcome. Right now you have no hands. Okay. So and I my, forgot to ask you if you want yes. a time check. Uh, no, no, I'm pretty good with keeping up with the time. Okay. Thank you, though. Sure. Um, so tonight's topic is one. I know this is going to make you all very excited. It is one that is kind of controversial. Um, <laughs> and it is all about, and a lot of people have things to say on it too, like no matter where you fall on this issue, but it's about book adaptations. And um, it's about, you know, like what kind of books have you, read that did you read the book first or did you watch the movie first do you think that it's important to read the book first do you think that um you know is there a specific book adaptation that you <clears throat> that you think um is absolutely amazing and so i'm just gonna start right off by tossing the match in this um in this barrel of gasoline and say <laughs> That I do not believe that it is, um, I don't think that one should have to read the book before they see the movie um, or the or the show that's being adapted. I think that both of them, I think it is very natural for us as readers to want to, you know, we want to see like all of our favorite parts in the book that were in the book. And we want to see that on the stage um, or on on film. But I don't know that, but when, if you change any little thing and I'm not the most, if it's, if it's a change that I notice, it has to be like a pretty big change, but usually I don't necessarily like notice. I might be like, Oh, that's slightly different, but I've never really seen anything that made me go, this, this sucks. Like, this is awful. What were they thinking? Um, and I don't, and I don't know how, how the expectation is that you could cram in so many hours worth of a book or so many pages worth of a book into ostensibly like a two to two and a half hour film. However, <laughs> um, which is why my stance on this is usually that you have that um, it's better to treat this as its own medium that, you know, sure we can compare things to the book, but I think, I think that for us as book readers, for us to not be disappointed, I think that we should go in with some low expectations of everything that we want from the book being in the film. Um, and I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a couple of, I'm going to give you a couple of um, films. So when they did the 1990s version, TV version of it, which so many people who are horror fans um, will say, will be like, that is, that's not scary. And that was, that wasn't a good adaptation. It, well, it was probably the best for me because 
1990, I was 10. I had no business watching that show anyway about a killer about a killer clown going after children. And so for me, the fear, it, it, it hit its mark for me. Um, and at that age, I probably wasn't going to go and read like the super long books. Um, Charlotte's Web was one that I saw first before I read the book um, as a kid. Um, and, um, and Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings trilogy um, I personally, <laughs> um, I felt for me, it was better. My experience with the movies were better than my experience in attempting to read the book. Um, Sophie's Choice was a movie that I watched, um, that definitely convinced me not to read the book because I, I did not like the premise at all. So sometimes movies do that too. <laughs> like they, it's like, hmm, maybe I should stay away from that. Um, <clears throat> um, Jody Picot, even though I think she's an amazing author. Um, I only, it only took me once to read one book and I don't know why I made myself go watch the movie of my sister's keeper, but it was very, very good, but not necessarily an experience that I would want to repeat. Um, but, but the adaptation of it, I thought was really good. Um, and finally, and I see that there's a couple of hands, so I will shut up in just a minute. Um, but the move, but the adaptation that I could, that I am willing to argue about, (laughs) um, at a dinner party and say that both the book and the adaptation were superb. And I have zero desire to ever read or watch either of them again <laughs> um, would be the green mile. Oh. It, it was superb. The movie was superb. The book was superb, but I will not be putting myself through that emotional, <laughs> through that emotional storm again. Um, so Linda, whose hands? Well, Lucy got a hand up. Lucy has hers up first. Hi, Lucy. I <laughs> Surprise. knew <you> I knew <laughs> that you were ready for this. <laughs> well, first of all, let me just say that I agree with you about the Green Mile. The book and the movie were both very good. Um, now, years ago, I used to be very adamant in saying that all books are better than movies or, you know, they, they didn't have that many TV series back then based on books, but you know, lots of movies. So um, then I, I saw the movie pay it forward and don't ask me the year. Cause I don't know. <laughs> and um, I saw the movie before I read the book and so I thought, oh, my God, I have to read this book because, I mean, the movie was so sad. I, I mean, I cry every time I see it. That is even a very emotionally exhausting movie. Oh God. <laughs> so I, I read the book and I was, I was so disappointed in the book. I, I really didn't care for it. I guess I need to read it over. Because I think I had such expectations that I was really let down. Now, Aww. the Harry Potter books, um, I was not very impressed with the movies, really. Like, in The Prisoner of Azkaban, they, they totally changed the ending of it. Um, and I don't, I, I you know, I, I understand that it's really hard to, to get a a whole book in, you know, a two and a half hour movie or whatever, less than that. But, um, but don't change the end just because, you know, and also uh, the movie, the horse whisperer, they totally changed the end ending on that. And the book and the movie were both like really, really good, but they changed the ending (laughs) in, in, in one, I can't remember which now he commits suicide and it in the other, he doesn't. So it's like, what, you know, 
anyway, um, now the TV series that they have started, you know, they're, they're doing series on so many different book series now that um, I kind of, you know, use them as their own separate entities because okay. I, I don't, I don't like to compare them because you can't, I mean, you just can't. Um, even though they have a lot of the same characters, like say, you know, Virgin River, um, uh, 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 Bones. Um, oh, I can't, you know, I just can't. Uh, the Harry Bosch, uh, you know, whatever. There's there's tons of them. And, and um, you just can't compare them. So I just view them separately. And I like, like, say, Virgin River, for example. I like the books and I love the series, the, the TV, the, the Netflix series. Uh, yeah. So, so it's really, um, I'm, I'm changing my tune, you know, by saying, no, I think the books are always better. They're not always. So, so that's my take on it. <laughs> I think too, people, it's, it's really interesting because when, um, <clears throat> I think I would have been okay if they changed the ending, if the book ends sadly and the movie doesn't. Um, but I would be livid if the book didn't end sadly and the movie did because, because there's something <laughs> about like, there's such a, like an emotional resonance when you're watching a movie, you know, and you're just kind of like all, you're just all in and it's being dramatized right in front of you. So I probably would have been livid if, <laughs> if I watched the movie and it's <laughs> sad. Um, and I also, and I think that with shows, um, it's it's interesting to watch shows of books when people think that they know how the show is going to go because they read the book. Oh no, and, heck no. And sometimes they can be kind of they can be a little bit snotty about it. <laughs> like <laughs> because they think that, you know, well, I read the book, I know exactly what's gonna happen. Um, and surprise, surprise, <laughs> they they get shocked. Um, I could not watch Game of Thrones with other people who did, like who read the book, um, because because sometimes I found that people were being pretty insufferable. So. <laughs> 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 oh my goodness! And so I think that, Bridger, isn't Bridgerton based on a book series too? That series, it Netflix is. Series? Yeah, it I is. haven't read the books, but the series is real good. <laughs> <clears throat> the um I've read the first I've read the first book and yeah I think I liked this I actually like the show adaptation um better oh cool yeah all right great well, thank you Lucy I yeah. see that we have a hand raised and we have three hands one of them is in clubhouse let's take that one okay Jane, you have mm. your hand, hand up and for. And I see that you're unmuted, but we can't hear you, Jane. Yeah, he she is unmuted. We can't hear her. Okay, we'll come back to them. All right, Jewel is next, please. Hi, Jewel. Hi. I actually have an unusual take on this. Okay. Um. I watched the movie and am inspired to go read the book. So my first instance of this, I was 10 and my father actually let me watch Pet Cemetery at 10. Oh, Lord. And that was my first dive into Stephen King and I started reading Stephen King books. Um, I probably should not have read Pet Cemetery at that age. <laughs> I was reading on that level, but that was not a good book for a 10 year old. Um by the time I was 13, I watched uh, Interview with a Vampire because I was babysitting and the parents happened to have it up on top of their TV. And I was like, okay, kids sleeping. There's nothing else. Put it in. And then fell head first into the Vampire series by Anne Rice. Um, I have read quite a few of them. Um, Hunger Games was another one that I was inspired to read the series because of the books, uh, because of the movies. Um, so I just kind of, I, I always think the book is probably better than the movie. Not always. So I'm going to watch the movie and, oh, it's based on a book. Well, I'm going to go read that book now. 
And then it deep dives me into a series or a new author and inspires me to go and find new stuff. Um, like Memoirs of a Geisha, not the greatest. Eh, read the book, but inspired me to read other Japanese books. And now I'm head deep into, you know, uh, medieval Japan in many ways. So it does inspire me to read more similar as well. And isn't it interesting how that works that, that it, you know, inspires you to like, want to read the book and want to know more. And I think that's, yeah. I think sometimes we forget that that is also like a thing that happens when, when a, when a movie comes out. Yeah. That's based on. And I'll note that the green mile was both the last book I read in print and the first audiobook I got from NLS. I oh, was wow. halfway through the book when I started losing my vision to the point I couldn't see the print anymore, even with the magnifier. So I was like, please, can I have this book? I was halfway through it. And I, that was another one that I watched the movie long before I finished the book. So there you go. It is. They're both superb. Yeah. <laughs> Thank but you, I was like in the middle of it and begged them for the audiobook. Oh, I bet. I bet. <laughs> All right, Linda. Okay, who, next who we have Jeanette. Hello, Jeanette. Okay. So, did you say one? Of, and I'm only curious about this because you inspired me to go look at it. Did you say one of the ones that you read was it? Was that um, the name of it? I have, yes, I have okay. read that and I saw the original TV series. I, I have not read it and just the title alone in, intrigues me. So, oh, oh no. <laughs> so, which if is kind of like scary. Horror, don't do it. <laughs> I, I like some horror, it depends, okay. um, but it's okay. So, um, I am going to be a little different on this. Um, I agree with you about the fact that there are times when you just can't fit the whole book into a movie. And as much as I liked the Anne of Green Gables series movies, I sort of felt like they tried to do that. And I don't think it worked. Hmm. I love the series and I love the books. But um i i don't i think they tried to cram too much in i having said that i think of the series in the movies i think the first one was the absolute best one of all of them um yeah i thought that they did an excellent job with mary poppins both the book and the musical and yet I loved the movie, The Sound of Music, but it was so different from the book. I hated the book. And isn't and, the book the true story? That's a true yes. story, right? And that's so the sad part. Like the book <laughs> is really the true story. And it, you know, it really makes you feel, um, it made me feel really frustrated for them because we just never really knew what it was like for them. Um, you know, because the movie was, and, and the play, I saw both. Um, they just didn't translate into their real life. Yeah. And I'm sure there are others, but those are the ones I can think of on the fly. All right. Thank you. Okay. We have Jane still. Jane, you want to try again? We're still still not hearing you, hon. I know. She says she's unmuted, so I don't know what's wrong. Okay. um (laughs) There you are. Unfortunately, I don't think, well, my equipment's working today, uh, but there is Raylene on Clubhouse. I'm trying to figure out how we can. Okay. Is, 
Okay. Is she up on the stage? Yeah, she is. Okay. She needs to tap the, the speak button. Hold on. Okay, can you, <coughs> okay, can you talk? Okay, can you talk? Ah, well, that's not going to work. Um, Unfortunately, <laughs> my equipment is not working today. Um, At least... Okay. Uh, um. So we can't hear her. We can't hear Raylan at all. Um. Want me to go on, Mika? Yeah. Why don't we go on for now? Okay. <clears throat> and I lowered your hand, so if you get things straightened out, raise it again, please. Um. Dawn is next. Hi, Dawn. Hello. I'm sorry. I was trying to unmute. Um, oh, no problem. So, so I've got a couple books. So book I'm reading kind of right now, it's called Revenge of the Pink Wrought Iron Flamingos. And it's the third, um, it's the fourth book in the Meg Langsla series by Donna Andrews. It's available on uh, Libby, Audible, Bookshare. Um, and you know, it's just, if you like Stephanie Plum, you'll love the series. She's, she's at a craft fair and she's trying to, you know, she's trying to sell her blacksmith work, her, her works of art and iron. And, you know, she's trying to keep, um, the, um, it's a craft Renaissance fair and she's trying to keep the Renaissance police and, you know, and the crafters from kind of killing each other. And then, you know, there's a murder. So she has to solve the murder and then trying to help keep a, you know, help, you know, stop her brother. Who's very naive from selling his game, his computer game, um, lawyers from, you know, where, um, to a con artist. And so you guys are talking about books and movies. So, there's a book that I read, I think before, no, after I think I've seen the movie, because I've seen the movie a couple times, and it's called The Bone Collector, and it's by Jeffrey Deaver. It's available on Bard, Bookshare, and I think Audible and, and Libby, but I have not checked. So, you know, it's Lincoln Rhyme. He's a, par he, he's a paraplegic, um, and he used to work as an investigator for the um, investigation division or whatever they call it in New York. Um, and he's chasing down this serial killer. And he's, I mean, he, I, I'm not going to lie. This book, if you don't like these types of books, this book is not for the faint of heart. If you like criminal minds and TV shows like that, you'll love this book. Um, it's, it's like that, but he's chasing this serial killer down. And at first, he, he didn't want to get back into the race. He, he didn't want to get back into the game. He just, he wanted to basically kind of put a transition end to his life a little bit. Um, and then he chases down the serial killer and, you know, and things do kind of turn out in the end, but the ending part of the ending is not what you expect, but he does kind of get back into helping just consult. He's just, he's a consultant basically. <laughs> so, um, I would give that I would give that book a try if they're looking for something and it's by Jeffrey Deaver, J E F F E R Y D E A V E R. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thank you, Don. You're welcome. Welcome. Um Sue Ellen is next. Okay. All right, Sue Ellen. Hey, well, usually I end up reading the book first with one notable exception, the which was the first movie that I ever um, saw that had been based on a book. Um, I was trying to watch The Little Girl Who Lived Down the Lane, um, starring Jodie Foster, until my mother walked in and said, this is not a movie that's appropriate for someone your age. I was 13 at the time. And shooed me out of the room. Well, I found out on the school bus that it was based off a book. So I made a call to Perkins and Kim Charlson helped me out. <laughs> yeah. But I um, got the book and was totally blown away. But 
for the most part, I'm usually mostly pleased with movies when the book has, uh, when they've been made um, into um, a movie. There have been a few exceptions. I was disappointed that the B story in Green Mile about um, the abuse in the nursing home was left out. I, I, I could, mainly because I love the scene where the um, aide got, um, got what he richly deserved. But I really, um, but um, really that was a good interpretation, I thought. But the two that really bugged me was Runaway Jury, because they changed everything from what John Grisham's book was. It wasn't even the same. The only thing that was the same was that it was the title. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I was not real happy. And Water for Elephants. Oh, the casting was all wrong in many cases. I always try to cast the movie in my head when I'm reading the book. Um, and they left, they changed several what I considered key elements from what they were in the book. I didn't expect them to put everything in there, but to change some of the key um, things, that, that just, to me, that's a no-no. On the other hand, probably one of the best interpretations, the two best um, were The Help. I loved that movie adaptation. Casting was perfect. They really followed the book and The Martian. Matthew McConaughey sounded exactly the way I heard the main character in um, that book um, in, my, when I, in my head. He was, ex I can't, I'm blanking on the guy's name, the astronaut that got stuck on Mars. But, um, but he sounded, ex if I, I couldn't have cast that any better. And I love the thing they added at the end with what became of him afterwards. I thought that was actually a better ending than the way the book ended. Wow. Okay. Thank you very much, Sue Ellen. Hi, Raylin. Raylin. Hello. Hey, Mika. Hi, everybody. Um, so I have a lot of agreeing to do um, in the sense <laughs> that I, I do agree. As the, even though I did love the first book of Bridgerton, I feel like I really did enjoy the uh, Netflix series um, more uh, than the books. Um, I just, I mean, the books were great. I, I still liked them, but if I had to put them side by side, I would say I enjoyed the Netflix series more. Uh, but the one case for me where uh, it was hands down um, different than I had expected is the notebook. Um, I typically am always a like, oh, I love the book so much more than the movie, or at least like it's a tie or something. This one for me, hands down, I actually liked the movie way better. And I don't know if that's because it was Rachel McAdams and Ryan Gosling and no one can compare to <laughs> to that even though I mean it's a book but I don't know I just <laughs> felt like the movie captured the most important parts and did it in a succinct way whereas I felt like the book kind of drug things out a little bit too much for me and I hate to say that um, but I just I fell in love with that movie and found the book kind of meh um, so those are my two cents all right thank you um, as you all have been talking, it's been making me think a lot about like some other movies and books that I've like read and seen. And um, so I think Don mentioned kind of a Criminal Minds-esque um, movie. And typically I can't, um, you know, if it's like that level of suspense um, with serial killers, I can read about it better than I want to like watch it. Um, however, uh, except from the case of kiss the girls by James Patterson, um, because I could have just watched that book, watched that movie and never seen the book and been a little less scarred. So, <laughs> um, because there, because the what you run into of course with books is that there are some things that happen in books that they are not going to be showing in the movie and for good reason 
Um, and so, you know, I just could have used a little warning there, James Patterson. That's all I'm saying. Um, <laughs> and then, and then um, the one that I love the book and I love the movie of this, of this um, adaptation, the color purple. I saw oh, yes. the movie. I loved the movie. And that was a movie that people could not look at Danny Glover the same <laughs> after that. But I felt like reading the book, like I, I watched the movie and I was like, yeah, to heck with Mr. You know, I don't care about him, whatever, blah, blah, blah. In reading the book, there's the, there's a little more in the way of like, the slow redemption sort of of a character that personally I felt like could not be redeemed when I watched, when I watched the movie, but in the book, I felt like, wow, okay. That kind of made some sense that I get that now. I understand that. Um, so, so I like, I enjoy both of them, both of um, the versions of the color purple, um, you know, even though they are, very, very different from each other. And fun fact, in December, the new color purple, there's another adaptation of the color purple because it's coming out. They're going to do a movie version of the play. And I am so excited. Uh, oh, I am so excited. Um, I will say uh, also for a movie that I thought was better than the book was Les Miserables. Um, the play was better than the book for me. It was easier for me to really get a better understanding of the characters and what they were all about and to really feel like some of the emotions of them um, through that. And I feel that way about a lot of what we might consider like the classics. Um, there are some classics that I think I resonate with more because um, I've been able to like see them come to fruition on this on the screen. Um, all right, before I end things, does anyone else have any other comments, or does anyone want to give a very very quick idea or a blurb of a book that we absolutely must read, hands down, or our lives will not be the same. Right now, you. Yes, Julie just raised your hand. Hello. So this is both a book recommendation and an adaptation available. Um, okay. If you've seen a Princess Bride, there's a book. It's much better. Oh. Princess Bride is great. The book That's a tall great. order because I love that movie. So. <laughs> yeah, but the book is amazing. Okay. There you go. All right, thank you. Ms. Kutesh. Hello, Jeanette. I realized after I did this that there isn't a movie for this book, so I should okay. say it. It doesn't but have to be. <laughs> I couldn't. It's very, I will tell you, very difficult book to read. But it's on Bard in the uh, most popular books and or recently added or both. And it's called All the Broken Places. I could not put it down. Mm. It's a 12-hour book. I read it in a day and a half. Oh, my gosh. All the Broken Places. All, All right. the Broken Places. And I will put the author in the notes. Thank you, ma'am. That is fantastic. <clears throat> um, the other quick thing, speaking of book adaptations that I... I feel like I would be remiss in doing a call without mentioning. Um, but I will also say that I don't know a whole lot about it. Um, is graphic audio. I know that there are lots of books that are put out there in graphic audio where it is, you know, it's dramatized um, and it's all, it's all audio, no visuals. Um, I unfortunately got a pretty bad introduction to graphic audio however i am willing to change my mind and also i found out that one of my favorite books is being has been adapted into graphic audio which is um all systems read by martha wells which is a book in the Murderbot series so um i'm really excited just to see what they could do with that all right is there another hand 
Uh huh, Lucy. All right, Lucy. Well, this is not really graphic audio, but it's more like radio drama. Okay. And <clears throat> I didn't think I was going to like this. And I mean, this has been several years ago that I read these, but um, I first read the Left Behind series by uh, Tim LaHaye and, and Jerry Jenkins um, as radio dramas. And oh, my goodness, they were mm -hmm. so good. So so then I read them as just regular books. And oh, man, I loved all of them. So yeah, so it was kind of cool to read them that way. <laughs> that is really what a great introduction. Um, what a great introduction to a book, to a book series too, right? Yeah, because there was like 11 of them or something like that. The <laughs> yeah, there's like a whole bunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, cool. All right. I've been making so my spreadsheet as we talk. <laughs> <laughs> that you have. <laughs> okay. Now we have Jewel. Yes, ma'am. Hello, Jewel. The best audio version of a book that I have ever read was the um, um, dramatized, dramatized version on Audible of The Phantom of the Opera. Oh. I loved it, and it was just, it was, like, better than any movie because you use your imagination, but it was, it had all the sound effects of a movie and all the, you know, yeah, they came and brought the play to life, so it was amazing. All right. Oh, this is this is some really good stuff, you all. And can we really have a call with uh, talking about adaptations of books um, without mentioning, without at least mentioning the Little House on the Prairie TV yes, show <laughs> and the Waltons TV show? Yes. Um, I do not remember the name. I think the book that the Waltons was based off of was like the Claytons or something like that. I. I don't remember, but I do know that I read that I read it and it was pretty delightful. Um, but but I really could not cannot end this call without at least giving like a mention to some of the most popular um, television of our time. <laughs> I'm can I say something? Yes, of course. Okay, I'm sorry. No, I, okay. I was sitting here going crazy wanting you to mention that one because <laughs> That is one of my all-time favorite book series. I loved Little House. I started, I read my first one in Braille in, in fourth grade. And I can't even tell you how many times I've read the series now. But, you know, when, when we were watching the movie, the show, of course, I can obviously see things that were written into the show. They could never have run that that series so long if they had got, hadn't gotten yeah. into the books. So, yeah. Oh, for so. sure. Thank you for letting me share. I know I'm not. Oh, <laughs> you're very welcome. You're very welcome. <laughs> all right. So um, I hope all of you will continue to um, to fill out your alphabet card that you can just make yourself in WordPad um, or Excel if you're feeling fancy and um, and just put a book title down for the letter that you um, that it corresponds to. Um, so, and if the title has the in it or, you know, a in it or whatever, you can just use that second word as your, as the letter that you are focusing on. And we will be back again in about, oh, I'd say two weeks. Um, and we will have a topic of which I have no idea, but, <laughs> but we will be back and, um, I wish you all a fantastic rest of July and happy reading to everybody.